Well, good afternoon, good evening, or good night, whatever the case may be, nerds. It is I, your host, Jay, along with me, my stalwart companions, Christopher and Jen. Uh, excuse me, I'm the mad-at-arms. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, the mad-at-arms, Chris. Uh, very appropriate, because we are broadcasting today from the Castle Grayskull. It's kind of nice, man. They even have a uh, little salad bar over there in the kitchen. Yeah, it, I, I did not think there would be this many amenities. It's pretty nice, actually. You are just in time for episode 18 of the Just Us Nerds podcast. We have the power! Nah, maybe. In a world where two nerds come together to talk about all things nerdy, Just Us Nerds podcast was born. We talk about comics, movies, and all things in between. Get ready to have your mind blown by the most amazing podcast ever recorded anywhere, ever. The Just Us Nerds Podcast. Oh yeah. Alright, so uh, back, back here for another great episode. So happy to have the lovely Miss Jen with us. Um, let's uh, start off with some comic book news. So, um... They announced at San Diego Comic-Con that there is going to be... And I want to get your reaction off of this, because we, we read the Batman Ninja Turtles comic book, but right. they're, they're going to be coming out with Batman TMNT Adventures. Now, I guess what I've read is this is Batman the Animated Series meets the TMNT. Correct, correct, okay. correct. So it's not a continuation of the Batman Ninja Turtles story. This, this is something completely new. So I, I guess... It was, I mean, for me, I think we both enjoyed that no, series. I the only thing with that one was I was like, oh, hey, look, they built another time portal because they had just met the Ghostbusters and they had just built a time portal. And then all of a sudden they're like, you know what? It worked so well the first time. Let's screw with it again. You know, and then all of a sudden they're like, uh-oh, we're in a bad place. Those Ninja Turtles are some time-traveling dudes. They really are. You know, uh, just interdimensional. They go, to, they go to feudal Japan. They go to the realm of the Ghostbusters. Everywhere. 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 So, so yeah. So, this is um, this is going to involve the uh, Paul Dini version of Batman. So, Batman, the animated series Batman. The fun Batman. The fun Batman. And the Ninja Turtles from the, the, the current Nickelodeon uh, cartoon. So Now, the only thing that I don't really get is this TMNT is more of a uh, CGI than it is a hand-drawn, whereas the Paul Dini, you know, cartoon was, was more of a hand-drawn, so I'm kind of curious on which way they're going to actually go. Well, it's, it's interesting, yeah, uh, to see what, what the art team's going to do with this. It's So it's being written by Matthew K. Manning, and the artist is going to be John... Samavaria. I'm sorry if Ooh. I'm not pronouncing that nice job correctly. Dude. Yeah, yeah. But so they're going to be working on the series. So yes, it'll be interesting to see how they blend those two yeah. styles. Of... Are they going to do the red skies? Are they going to do? Yeah. The... I I just think it was so much fun to see those characters be in each other's worlds. Well, yeah, and we had talked about it. You know, I loved because there there are two images in in the comic series that I loved. I loved how. Uh, Donnie goes in the Batcave and just loses his mind. Yeah. And, but, but Batman sees that scientific side, and he actually, you know, has debates with him about about the science and everything like that. But then also, the conversation he has with Raphael. Basically, Raphael tells Batman he's kind of wasting his time. That they need to go out. They need to do this. They need to do that. You know, why why are you even doing this? And you know, Batman sits him down and actually tells him 
why he does dress up like it's that. It's a really great, it's a really great is. moment. But he kind of like it's almost like a mentoring factor with him because he's like, hey, you, you're pretty emotional. Here, come here. You know, this is why we do things. I almost wonder if this is going to be the future of comic books where you're going to see this happening crossovers. more, just more crossovers as, as they run out of ideas. Well, you know, and it's funny too because I, I, I always joke about with this show is we are the show of crossovers. We love crossovers because oh, we talk I about crossovers. love me some crossovers. We're going to talk about in a later episode a comic book that I've read is another crossover. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. But we love it because for a while the Ghostbusters had met the early, the real Ghostbusters mm-hmm. or... The Ghostbusters have met Ninja Turtles, or Ninja Turtles have met Batman, or the uh, which the next thing we're going to talk about as well. It's just great seeing these characters from different universes Fit. interact. I don't know. Do you feel the same way about this, Jen? Do you? Are there many crossovers in in like any of the the genre stuff that you like? There's a ton of crossovers. Um, I'm really into anime, so they they have crossovers with that too. I absolutely love them. Okay. Yeah, there's something about it. I don't know. Just the idea that all of these characters that already exist in their own universe are somehow part of a broader universe that they all exist in, I just I think is really cool. Um, and just the way, too, that certain characters just kind of complement each other. Uh, you, know, you have a character like Batman that is so serious, and then you have the Ninja Turtles that are so silly. They really are kind of the perfect comic foil for him, so well, even still, even if they had done like, let's say they did the original. I know they're going with the Nickelodeon style TMNT, which is fine. I love the show, but mm-hmm. if the, can you imagine if they had done like the original Turtles? Oh yeah, that like would the been, original that, Dark. That would have like, been a very intense show. Hack and slash. Yeah, and Batman has to teach them. Hey, we don't kill everybody. Right, right, right. It would have been bad. That would have been a really intense. Is there show. a struggle with like the alpha, the alpha mentality? Because I know Batman's very like. Well, no, because honestly, he they're, they're still kind of teenagers, so he walks in and he goes, this is the way we're doing things, and they look and they go, good idea! <laughs> but but he has, and Batman has sort of a respect for Splinter, too, the yeah. way that they have well, on the show, he sees him as sort of a sensei, so he has... Especially with his martial arts background, and remember, like, when he's sparring with Leonardo, and he's saying, hey, great scene. watch your footing, and he goes, his footing's fine, he goes, I wasn't talking about him, and right. Leonardo actually bests Batman, and... Um, but even still, you know, in, 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 and then I know a lot of fanboys didn't like that because I read stuff online afterwards. Yeah. That's bullshit, man! Ninja Turtles ain't gonna flip Batman. It's like, guys, 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 take it easy. Everybody, take a deep breath. We all love Batman. It's it's okay. Well, it's all right. You know, and and the thing is, um, you know, having done martial arts for years in my life, mm-hmm. seeing that, you know, Leonardo, of course, is the leader of the group. But you walk in, and here is. You know, Batman, who obviously is, uh, you know, a 40, you know, different time black belt, depending on what whatever it is, you're going to show him still respect. It, it's not a matter of, you know, you may run that team, yes, but you're going to show him still respect. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of the way they went. And I, I enjoyed it. Like I said, I thought it was fun. I, I'm excited for this series. I'm excited so more for the next thing. The next one. All right, so let's, let's talk about the next one. They also announced at San Diego Comic-Con. Now, this is going to be a sequel. Yes, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It's a, so. it's, it's a it's a sequel to Star Trek Green Lantern. So earlier this year, they they did a I think it was earlier this year. Yeah, uh, they did a Star Trek Green Lantern crossover. Now this was the movie Star Trek, so Chris Pine and you know the the artist renderings were lo- resembled more the the movie yes. characters. Now are they doing Ryan Reynolds? No, 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 no. <laughs> this no. was no, no, God, no. This was actually like DC's. 
you know, Hal Jordan. And it was really kind of cool because for me, I always wanted to see Chris Pine play Hal Jordan. Mm -hmm. So for me, I was like, oh, this is perfect. It's like, you're almost there. (laughs) Almost. Just, oh, this close. And you see them like bantering back and forth and Kirk actually looks at me and goes, you know, I like that guy. I'm like, of course you do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the, the, the interesting thing about this story is that they've established a continuity that exists outside both the regular DC and Star Trek continuities because the way that spoilers if you haven't read the the first Star Trek uh, Green Lantern crossover at the end of that story the Green Lantern characters have been uh, trapped in the Star Trek universe and have no way to get back and this I, I'm guessing that this story now that they're going to tell is where they're at. where they fit within this well, larger universe. And the other thing too is we get new lanterns. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, actually yeah. get um, Chekhov becomes a Indigo Lantern, I believe. Was it? I don't. I don't remember. He becomes an Indigo Lantern. Uh, McCoy becomes a Blue Lantern. Um, Uhura becomes a Pink Lantern, and um, and then some of the villains actually. One of the Klingons, Klingons becomes, becomes an Orange, orange Lantern. lantern. Yeah. Uh, a Romulan becomes a Yellow Lantern, and then uh, I think one of the Lizard people actually, I, I Gorn, the, a Gorn becomes a Red Lantern, and it's it's really cool to kind of have those people, you know, fit into why they're there. I, I I've talked about my uncle before that I he's a big comic book fan. I talked with him about this. He 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 hates crossovers. Um, well, get used to it. I know, I know, I know. What is it? I mean, what is it you think that is the appeal? Of this, because I, I mean, I think yeah, all three of us in this room, we all really like this concept, and and I usually here here are some of the I'm going to present you some of the complaints about crossovers, okay? And you you respond to this if you don't mind. Yeah. So all right, the complaints about crossovers is they're usually pointless, and yeah, by and agreed. By, in that the, when a crossover is is finished, it usually doesn't contribute anything new to either of the characters. So if you have let's say a Superman Spider Man crossover, yeah. okay, they have an adventure together. Then you read, you pick up a Spider-Man book or a Superman book after that story. It's got nothing to do with it. There's all of the stakes uh, that you know, whatever the stakes were in that adventure, uh, it's completely within that self-contained story. There are no repercussions to that at at all. And and I think the closest that we've ever had, uh, aside from from this, aside from this crossover with Star Trek and Green Lantern was back in, I think, like the late 90s when they did a JLA Avengers uh, crossover. See, I was not a fan of that crossover. Oh, I I loved it. It was okay, but I hated, like, that they would battle, and then all of a sudden whoever won gathered their powers or something to that effect. So we had the Bat Wolverine. Remember that? Oh, no, 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 no. I know what you're talking about. There were two. There have been two, Chris. You're thinking about Marvel versus DC. Yeah, yeah. No, what came afterwards, I'm going to loan this to you if you haven't read this. It's a really good, it was a four-issue book uh, drawn by George Perez, oh, which was wow. JLA versus Avengers. And it was this really high-stakes competition where the Collector, and who is a, a Marvel villain, right. and Kronos, who is a DC villain, were having this contest to see who could gather the most objects of power from both huh. universes. And they pit the JLA versus uh, I think it's Cronus or Cronus. He's a he's a jail he's a GL Green Lantern villain. Yeah. Anyway, by the end of that story, there were some repercussions that actually played out in the DC comic books. But the the complaint. So well, nothing happened in Marvel. 
But nothing happened in Marvel. So maybe DC looked and goes, okay, maybe we can keep this. Right, well, and, and that's the complaint of most crossovers, is that the, they're pointless, nothing ever really comes of it, and that they smell of desperation. Uh, I wouldn't say desperation, but I think that I think they do this because this is what we want to see. This is fun. It's fun. This is, I mean, that's why a, we like it. It's, it's You know what I would consider this? This is a vacation. This okay. is not, like, every Batman comic is like, he's going to work, he's going to work, he's going to work, he's going to work. He comes to the Ninja Turtles, it's kind of a vacation. You know, so it's kind of like, he's not going after this person. Now he's got to deal with four little green mutants and what he's going to do with them. You know, it's it's kind of... I like that, that analogy. Away. It's a vacation It's a vacation from, from, it's a vacation from the regular... But, but then that begs the question, why do you need a vacation from something that you're supposed to be reading for entertainment? No, and <laughs> that's I, I, a lot. But I like that, but it's something different. It, it, it is, it, it is, and and so and that's where I think some people. I'm not saying me, but I'm saying some people would make the argument that it smells of desperation. It's like, okay, we need to keep it fresh and entertaining. Well, in in the anime world, it's they're called filler arcs. Okay, all right, it, it, and that's exactly on that. what they are. They're filler. It's the writers are usually exhausted with the storyline. They need a minute to just kind of breathe and where to go. So they'll do something fun. Okay, okay. so it's more of a vacation for them. Well, I will tell you, though, you know, I really loved the Star Trek Green Lantern because it's so fitting. They're both space odysseys, you yeah. know? I mean, it's not Batman meets Star Trek because then they suck them out of a, you know, a, 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 a pod bay door. Right, right, it, right, right it, Chris. Do it. Batman, it, Batman, Star Trek. Right the crossover right now. And then he walks right in, now, he lands it. on a Klingon ship, and they go, ah, thump, and then they hit, and then a pod bay door opens, and Batman gets sucked out. No way, man. Batman's not going out like that. But, but you know what I'm saying? But at least with this, <laughs> this was something where, you know... Makes sense for the characters yeah, to be interacting. And you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of... Now, I don't know about you, but, like, one of my friends and I used to get around, and we, you know, all sit around and, and talk about our comic books. We'd all sit on the floor, and we were reading comic books through the, the day. And he'd be like, you know it'd be cool? What? Wouldn't it be cool? What if what if Green Lantern found his way into the Star Trek universe? Could you imagine, like, him actually having to come along a ship or to repair? Actually, in, in the first series, the Enterprise takes a big hit, and all of a sudden, their engines are going out. Mm-hmm. And they're like... We're moving, and he looks at Sulu, and Sulu goes, I'm not doing it. And you look, and it's Hal Jordan. And, I mean, yeah. why Why wouldn't they? Because the Federation is a lot like the Green Lantern Corps. So, it's very... The, these, are, these are sort of your, our, our childhood discussions exactly. at our, our comic book round table played out right. in real life. And they would look, and they'd be like, you know... Sort of real life. Right. Not right. really real life. You know, it, like, kind for of me, sort of. some of them I look at, and I, I thought were kind of ridiculous. You Such know. as um, Archie Punisher. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that was a thing. That was a thing. Um, you know, for me, like I thought it was kind of neat that Batman versus Predator. Well, yes. Was that was that a si- Vampir- silly? Was that silly or Vampirella and aliens? I mean, you look, I'm reading that. Right. I'm reading that, <laughs> and I look at it. I'm like, no, you can't suck their blood, Vampirella, because they have acid for blood. Yeah. <laughs> but, but like, um, the real Ghostbusters met. The you know uh, what was it the the DW right yeah yeah the um, no IDW the IDW yeah 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 and it was cool but you look at and they kind of make fun of themselves because they're that hokey eighties you know mm-hmm. Egon with his is Twinkie for a hair yeah and, yeah yeah and it's like you know it's different timelines like they look at and it's kind of them looking in a mirror and like what's with your suit oh. You know, and it'll okay. I'll give you the, yeah. The crossovers allow the creators to do some really interesting things yes. and and kind of 
poke fun, kind of poke poke fun at, at their own characters in a way. Incidentally, I have to say, I did love Batman versus Predator. That was a awesome. Now the one. thing is, is you notice with crossovers, it goes either it's, it's kind of like our comic books that we talk about. They either go really really well. Or really, really bad, and you're like, this was not entertaining at all. Sometimes you get PB and J, and it's awesome, and then sometimes you get PB PB and dog shit. And dog shit, yeah. (laughs) Or I was going to say PB and sardines, because no one would, you know, you could eat sardines on your own, I can't see anyone eating dog shit on their own. Yeah, but if I did, but if I did a... PB and sardines, not... not PB and sardines. But if I had done a sandwich with PB and dog shit, you wouldn't know unless unless you ate it, because then I'd be like, here... I can't believe Isn't we're actually going to have this debate right now, but but Chris, you wouldn't eat a dog shit sandwich on its own. You might eat a sardine sandwich on its but own. But you wouldn't know. That's the thing. Well, as soon as I bit into it, I would know that... But you would look and you would go, oh, look, it's a PB <laughs> sandwich, and you just don't know what the other part is. And that's kind of what happens. We open this comic, <laughs> and we're like, oh, look, it's Archie with the Punisher. And then you read it, and you're like, God, this tastes like dog shit. You know, but to be fair, has anyone in this room actually read Punisher Archie? So I have I mean so actually can we really legitimately say that it's that this is bad if we haven't read it? I've, I've, you know, I've, I've seen, seen a couple say panels. that the premise is silly. Uh, we're, we're, the premise is silly, but I'm going to call Just bullshit. Just like a and dog sandwich. It is. It's the premise silly. is silly. And hey, if that's your thing out there in podcast land, um, sorry, don't want to knock it. All right. Anyway, um, what else we got? Okay, great. It, well, first of all, do, do you have an opinion about this? If you do, please oh, email please. us. E- email us. us, us, us. us email us. Us, us, us. All of us. us, us. At uh, justusnerdspc at gmail.com. Uh, drop us a line on our SoundCloud or our Facebook page, and even give us a give us a like on uh, YouTube. Please. Now, and understand, guys, that like we said, this is a discussion. This is you know, this isn't us just spinning our wheels because we we feel like it. We want to have a conversation with you guys. We love to hear what you guys have to say. Um, we love your opinions. You know, whether they're right, wrong, indifferent, whatever, with us. So, but if they but if they disagree with us, they are wrong. No, right? Y- yes. I okay. All right. Maybe. Okay. All right. I just want to be sure. Yeah. Yes and no. Mo- mostly yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. um, what else right. we got? All right. So we were we're gonna save this for an. an we're gonna talk about our, our next episode. We're actually gonna talk about what comics we've actually been reading. You know, okay. they, they can't see when you point at things. Yeah, and say, yeah. We're gonna talk about this. I know. Um, so no, we we got a lot of uh, movie talk uh, actually to to, yeah. to to discuss. So you um, so you and Miss Jen went to see. Star Trek? We did. We did go and see Star Trek Beyond. You guys were going to do a little review on Star Trek, and then also uh, we were going to do kind of an overview of Stranger Things from Netflix. So, no, yeah. So why don't, why don't we start with Star Trek? So what did you guys think of it? I, I did not go see it. So this is a non-spoiler review of Star Trek. So let, let me ask you, as someone who hasn't seen it, um, are Jen, are you? would you consider yourself a Star Trek fan? Are you, oh, yeah. Yes. You, you, okay. I was more of a Picard fan, but you're, you're so you're next more generation. of a next next generation fan. Okay, all right. Whereas I'm more of a classic. I I love the original crew. Okay, so just to gauge, just for our audience at home, so I I'd like to you just on the count of three, shout out what is the best Star Trek movie ever. One, two, three, go. Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan. Don't know. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Thank you, thank you. Okay. All right, so let me give you a little bit of premise with uh, Star Trek Beyond. This sure. is off of IMDb. Sure, sure. The USS Enterprise crew explores the furthest reaches of uncharted space, where they encounter a new ruthless enemy who puts them and everything the, fan- uh, the Federation stands for to the test. Okay. Um, and this is a new director. This was directed by Justin Lin. Justin Lin was known for the Fast and Furious movies. 
Um, so I was worried about that when I, I was first too, saw this. I, I was like, when they told me that, I was like, oh no, here we go with the sexual tension between, you know, Vin Diesel and Paul Walker all over again. <laughs> and it, What movie were you watching? A lot of this. <laughs> I'm surprised. But, it, it, you know, not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just, you Not know. that there's anything wrong with that. But, um... You know, it gives the original crew, obviously, Chris Pines, Zachary Quinto, Carl Urban, Zoe Zeldana, Simon Pegg, uh, John Chow, Anton Yelkin's last movie, obviously. Wow. It was, wow. It was very, you know, uh, heartbreaking for us. What, what was that like for you guys watching this movie since, you know, since, you know Anton Yelchin has since passed away? Um, Unexpectedly. Uh, what, what was that like for you guys when you were watching this, seeing him on the screen? It was, it, it was kind of sad just seeing him because you know that was like the last little bit of his life was see for me at first I, you know at first I was like oh that sucks you know mm-hmm. and, and honestly I, I, I did something kind of stupid but I, I could think of what the rest of the cast when they sat there at the premiere and they watched it yeah can you imagine yeah, you know like yeah. it's like watching home movies and somebody who's in the home movie isn't there anymore yeah that, that had to be so so surreal. but then you know after a while it kind of subsided and I was able to get back into the because it kind of took away from it you know I was like really I was like oh I'm never going to see Chekhov again I'm never going to hear Nuclear Wessels you know and it's it's well Nuclear Wessels that was that was Walter Koenig he's that doing was, it too he was so, yeah. oh yeah do you remember yeah. With, with his you know in the first movie when he's doing his codes he can't say W. So, and he was saying, he was known with Victor. 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 And it's, it's denying him. And he's finally like, Victor. And he had to kind of push that he out there. He was, re- I mean, now that you mentioned it, I mean, he was really good. No. I mean, he was really good he, in that role. he was role. fitting for the part. I really didn't think he was going to be when I first saw the I first I didn't movie. know he was American. Oh, oh wow. I thought, I literally thought, wow. I was like, wow, they went, they went somebody. They went know, authentic. They went overseas. Um, so very good. We find we have a new villain, and his name is Crawl, and not to be with Call or Crawl, but they call him Crawl, which is kind of funny for me. <laughs> and I'm like, where is that space star? That awesome 1980s movie? That yeah. that Crawl? But it's played by the one and only Idris Elba. Yeah, I, I, he is so awesome. And as a villain, he is diabolical. Really? Oh, really? Very, very good. Um, we get, uh, Sophia Boutella. Okay. If you've seen Kingsman, she was in Kingsman, she was the bodyguard for Samuel Jackson. Oh, with the, uh, the, the, the blade feet. The blade feet. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's playing a stranded, kind of becomes a hero. Okay. Um, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, she's stranded on this planet and a character called Jayla. Um, she becomes attached with... Uh, Simon Pegg's character, Scotty. Mm-hmm. Scotty's the first one who finds her, and then they, they get along and, and everything like that. Um, all in all, I'll, I'll say the, fan, the movie was, was fantastic. It was absolutely great. It kept... can, I, can I ask you to speak to one thing? Yes. A complaint about these new Star Trek mm-hmm. movies has been that in comparison to the older Star Trek movies, that it's more uh, style over substance. Uh, would you say that? What would you say about this one? Does that follow that or no? I'd say there was actually pretty good substance and a lot of little other story arcs. You know, you find out what's happening in relationships because remember, and where this movie takes place is um, at the end of Star Trek Into the Darkness. Mm-hmm. They had gotten approved to go into deep space. Mm-hmm. They were on a five-year five mission. mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, 
do boldly go where no man has gone before. That that one? Yes. Okay. And this takes place, they've, they are three years into their five-year mission. Okay. All so, right. um, you know, you kind of see where their relationships have gone, what they're doing, what, you know, what have they done to kind of pass the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of see, like, in the beginning, Kirk is kind of leery on himself. He's like, oh, my God, this is five years. He's like, we're, we're three. And he was the one who wanted to go. And he's yeah, kind of yeah. wearing it down, like, what is the real meaning of this? Why why are we really doing this? What are we doing? You know, It's and, becoming monotonous. Right. And, and really? also, okay. you know, once the thing, too, with Kirk is he's always comparing himself to his father. Okay. Okay. His father, of course, you know, became the... Thordad. Yes, Thordad. Became the captain of the ship for, I think they said, 45 minutes. And in that 45 minutes, he was able to save, you know, 100, you know, 200 Well, everyone on the, people, on the Kelvin, in, sure. Including Kirk and his mother. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's it's a really good story, like I said. For this one, it feels that there there is more substance to it. But also, to keep the continuity to the first two movies, mm-hmm. and they pay homage to the original movies, or the original crew. Okay. Okay. So, and also in doing so, I didn't see anything for Anton Yelkin. They didn't really do anything, but they did do something for the late great Leonard McCoy, or Leonard Nimoy. Sorry, you've combined. I kind of threw the two together. Like combined Leonard Nimoy. So anyway, for for Leonard Nimoy, they they did something very good, and and what happened to his character? Oh, okay. So, um, all in all, I definitely give it. You know, out of five, how many phasers? I'd give it. Probably four phasers. Four, four out of five phasers. The what? only complaint that I had was the motion was kind of the same of the, the Transformer movies. It was a little fast, and my eyes couldn't catch up. I kind of didn't see where things were going. Like, their fights all of a sudden looked like the cartoon squabble, where, like, stuff would go so quick that it was that <laughs> giant cloud of dust, and you occasionally see a hand or a fist, you know, coming out. Where where does this rank for both of you as far as the the new film? So Star Trek uh, Into Darkness. Where where does this fall? By far, I think it, for me it'd be the top. It's the it's the best. I, I like the last movie a little bit more. Yeah. Into Darkness. Well, why? I, I don't know. I think I just like the storyline how they switch. You back. like Benedict Cumberbatch. You leave that out of it. <laughs> um, I the whole style thing. Yeah. They yeah, made yeah, yeah. so many costume changes. Yeah. Like I said, for Kirk, he had five. Doesn't their ship get destroyed, like, at the beginning of the movie? Well, wow, spoilers. Yeah. Well, no, that you, you see it in the in the trailer. <laughs> well, I mean, to be honest with you, though, when doesn't the Enterprise get destroyed? I mean... No, I'm just wondering, where did they keep... This is kind of like a James Bond car. You this, notice that. This time was a bit excessive. No, it really was. I'm just wondering, where did they keep all their costumes if their ship got destroyed? Did they just, like, bring all their wardrobe with them? Well, when they, they end up in going the to suits? the first um, space fleet. It's a star, kind of like a starship. It's kind of a Death Star, but it's like a space station. Yes, it's a space station. It's a giant um, city. Okay. So you know, and they and they go there. So that's probably where they got there. There was like an express, and um, they went in there. I- Idris Elba is the villain. Yes. You liked him very much, so very much. Okay. So. All right, but you like Khan better. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, very good. And so they'd leave it open for a sequel, oh, yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. Always. Very good. Always. they got to make more money. Jen, how'd you rate this? I, I'd five, say four. Out of five, four out of five phasers? Mm-hmm. All right. 
Excellent. All right. Well, thanks, guys. All right. So. All right. So, so next on our, our movie talk section, um, I, I've been really excited about this. I felt like I told you about this series, I or did you hear about it before I told? you I about watched it? the trailer um, when okay. I saw it. I was like, yeah, let's give it a shot. This is kind of one of those that kind of snuck up on us. We didn't know anything about it. We didn't know what was coming on, and then we watched it, and you know, Jen and I just flew through it. I think we watched it in a week. We are, of course, talking about the Netflix original series, Stranger Things. And if, if you are a self-respecting nerd and you have not seen this, yeah, this is... you need to stop listening to this podcast right now and binge watch this, because this is excellent. Well, for me, I found it to be like a combination of all things 80 that I, 80s that I loved, but it was like a great Stephen King novel meets E.T., yeah. meets Star Wars, yeah. you know, it all kind of... Little bit of aliens kind of comes into it. it. It really was just this great combination. It's a nostalgia fest, too. Yes. And and what I really love about this show, so just to give you guys a premise, so this this series, it's it's a supernatural suspense series that is, uh, you know, it really harkens back to the glory days of the the horror genre, and we have it, it unfolds with this mystery. We have uh, a, a boy who disappears. We have strange goings-on at uh, this government facility. Who lives nearby in a neighborhood. Right, right who happens to be in this small town. Well, you know what? Actually, if you're going to have a super secret... You want it there. You want it in the middle of nowhere, yeah. right? And then you have the appearance of this uh, this uh, bald girl who well, has escaped. At the same time that the boy goes missing, she appears. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... When we kind of wrap up, there's, there's something I wanted to say about that. Um, so we have this mystery... You know, we have this, it unfolds with this really great mystery. And, and let me just say, right from the opening credits, yeah. I love the opening credits of this show. It evokes, like, the music of John Carpenter. Yeah, and you know what I noticed, too, was the logo reminded me of, like, Christine, you know, when that, that showed up, and it's, like, all, like, lit up. Yeah, and just... yeah, yeah. And I love how they do the opening, the, they open every episode. It's like chapters to a book. Yes. You're, like, reading chapters to a book. Like, the missing boy, the, you know, whatever. The and, monster, the bathtub. Yeah. And, and they have this great effect where they have the lettering, and you just, as the viewer, you sort of just get closer to the lettering, and, and then, then it it's like a window. It. Like, you're yeah. looking into a I actually window. thought, I was, I was wondering, I was like, did this come from a novel? Did this, you know, and I thought it might have, you it's know. It's really good. Uh, it's really well done. So you, you have a couple 80s staples. So you have uh, Winona Ryder, who yes. plays the, the mother of the missing boy. You have Matthew Modine, um who plays, he's, I don't remember his name, he was just, he's like the chief scientist. All you need to know about his character is that he is the, he's the bad dude. He's the, he's the bad guy. He is the, the chief scientist at this government facility where, where strange things are afoot. I don't want to, I don't want us to give too much away for people who are well, listening to Well, and then David the Harbour, who plays uh, Jim Hopper, he's the, the police chief. I love his character. Yeah, I l- absolutely love his character. You're, you're introduced to all of these really great characters, and they're all taking part in this adventure, but I found that the way they did it was they're taking part in it from different perspectives. Mm-hmm. D- did you see the, the same thing there, Jen? Yeah. Um, you have this... He plays, great... uh, by the way, I'm sorry. No, uh, no, no, sure. Matthew Modine. Yeah. Is Dr. Martin Brenner. Dr. Martin Brenner, okay. Basically the bad guy. You know, I, I felt as the evil scientist. evil scientist. And his character, as far as all of the other characters, I'd like to know if you agree with me or not, he's really not that developed. He's sort of, I found him to be kind of 
two-dimensional. They just needed him. He, I felt like you could have had any actor in that role playing that character, but it, it didn't take away from the series. He's there for a purpose, and he does his purpose well, just fine. But you know, and the thing, too, with him is, you know, he's more of a kind of a descriptor as what the evil is. You know what I mean? Because technically, he's, he's not, not really the bad guy. He's he's not he's it's his actions that set everything in motion. Correct, but it's you know he, he sort of represents for me sort of the sort of the callous disregard that we can have for other human Agreed. beings to Agreed. to achieve our goals. Agreed. Um, so w- without giving too much away, we we have this government facility in this small town. They've been doing uh, experiments with uh, with psychic powers, and in the process of doing that, they unleash something. Horrible. It's basically an opposite dimension. It's another dimension, but it's the same world. It's really cool. It, it, it's it's. I, I think it's probably some of the most original storytelling I've seen in a while. And what I love about it is that you have... Um, it borrows heavily from all of these great yes. elements of other stories, but it stands on, on its, its own. own. But... How many, I'm wondering how many of the Easter eggs you guys noticed as you were watching oh, it. Oh, I did, but, you know, the one thing that I wanted to bring up, yeah, one yeah, thing yeah. I love, is who has to solve this crime? Who has to solve this mystery and try to help? Who wants to bring back their friend? Right, right, It right. is three kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's really good. You have this almost sort of, like, Goonies, yes, E.T. vibe very going much. on. But I told you. The the main character we've got we've got so we've got four friends Mike, Will, Dustin, and um, Lucas. 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 And Will is the one that gets missing. Uh, missing. Yeah, he he gets missing. Um, and so we have the adults that are trying to you know solve this mystery, but at the same time, parallel, we've got these three friends that are on this adventure. And they meet up and with... And they each kind of go their own... They each ha- kind of have their own reasons for doing things. Like, um, you know... We have Winona Ryder's character. No, 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 I mean the kids. Oh, the kids, the kids. So, um, the main kid, I can't... Mike. Mike. Mike is their leader, but Mike also has a heart. Basically, like he says, we have the appearance of L. Uh, uh, L. Eleven. Eleven. Literally, sure. she has a tattoo on her arm, and she says her name is Eleven. And so L, their appearance of her, each one of the boys kind of does their own thing. Now Mike, Mike is that Elliot. He wants to take care of her. From E.T. From E.T. E. He wants to take care of her. He wants to make she's okay, you know, but also to help them find Will. Mm-hmm. Lucas doesn't trust her. He's very suspicious. He does not like it. He calls her crazy all the time. He's and a traitor. The traitor and and he's thre- well and he's threatened by her too because Mike and and uh, Lucas, Lucas were, were best, best friends, friends and now L arrives and and Mike kind of takes a liking to yes. her. And, and my favorite character... Oh, D- Dustin? Dustin. I love Dustin! And what I love about him... He's us! But he's the heart. <laughs> He's the one who he's the one that molds them together. He bonds them together. He if without him, they would have went their separate ways and everything. He made sure because why? Why, Chris? Because <laughs> what do they all, what do they all do together? 
the boys play D and D. They play D and D. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, is he even says he calls them the party, which is a reference to D and D. Okay. As in, your All group right. of people are a party, and he goes, the party does not split up. What happened when we split up? And he brings back D and D to it. He references earlier adventures they that had. They did in D and D. We split up, and the goblins picked us off one at a time. He says, also, we all need to be together. They reference the whole monster. Yes. And the whole kind of upside down universe. The as, Demogorgon. Yeah, from D and D. Yes. It's it's great. I I think one of the reasons why I enjoyed this so much is I could identify with these kids. Yeah. I mean, these kids were were me. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And, and I don't think. I mean, obviously, <laughs> that's not an accident. Um. The the fact that they kind of enter this adventure, but they're seeing it through like the eyes of like a a, right. a, a geek is is yeah. just so cool. And these kids are picked on. They're you know they get beat up by these these. You know, two kids all the time. They're all given nicknames. Dustin's missing his two front teeth, you know, and they're making fun of that, you know. Um, really gave it a Stephen King vibe because yes. Stephen King likes to do, you know, he, he likes to do stories where the heroes are kind of social misfits. Well, you know, it, look at Stand By Me. Yeah, it's, yeah, 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 exactly. You know, it's kind of the same thing. And Don't you feel, though, when one these kids, though, First of all, uh, you know, hats off to all the actors. Oh who, my god, yeah, th- these kids are great. I mean, they're they feel like real kids. They didn't. Edit well, they were. They were not CGI or robots. <laughs> well, that's good. Glad. Yeah. To, uh, but but on top of that, yeah, they, they the have, characters they felt like the real characters. Yeah, they felt yeah. like real people. They felt like real people. Which is kind of weird considering the generation gap that they're playing. Yeah, yeah. You know, another thing too, I gotta honestly say, hats off to Winona Ryder. I mean, she she basically was the mom of Will. And Will goes missing, and you kind of see her kind of teetering on that deep end of going crazy, but then all of a sudden, things are happening in her house to where lights are going on and you, off. You realize she's not crazy. and But the thing is, is she's trying to convince everybody. And, you know, like, even her own son, he goes, Mom, come on. He's like, the lights were going on the and other, off. The brother of Will. Yeah, Will, Will's, Will's older, older brother. brother mm-hmm. Kind of is, is having an issue dealing with it. But then also, he has his own story arc. Apparently he's being picked on as well. He's not popular, mm-hmm. and kind of where it fits. There's so many great like '80s movies tropes in here. You oh know, yeah, you've got horny teenagers. You've got you know groups of kids going off on an unlikely adventure. You've got a monster. You you've got a monster. Yeah, I, I mean, this movie just taps into my childhood so much. So I think that's why I, that's probably why we enjoyed it yeah. as much as we did. And it tells an original story. And, th- and that's and that's kind of what I said is this story for me was was really interesting. Um, you know, but you know what my fun part was? I looked at certain things. And I'm like, oh my god, we had that TV. Oh my god, that was you know literally my basement setup. Uh, the toys. You know, I was like, oh my god, there's a there's a Millennium Falcon. Hang on to that kid. Do you know how much that's worth? <laughs> Save that. Wait till eBay. (laughs) Here's a couple things that I I jotted down and and, uh, see if you noticed them. So, I mean, obviously we've talked about the D&D already. Uh, There's uh, more than a dozen X-Men references. I love that because he asks, um, not really a spoiler, but Eleven, find out, has telekinesis powers. Mm -hmm. And I love Dustin. He goes, so do you think she was born with them like Jean Grey? Yeah. Or do you think she acquired them like you know, uh, like Reed Richards yeah. or, the, or the thing, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah, that was that's so good. Um, we have Lord of the Rings references, oh, tons. Um, the the Hobbit. Um, that was funny when they were talking and they talk about this language, and they're like, "It's high elven, you 
dork. Yeah, like that, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, we had, did you catch the posters? We had a, uh, in uh, Will's older brother's room, we had a, an Evil Dead poster. Yeah, I saw up. that. There's even the dad at one point comes in and says, take that down. That's it's, inappropriate, it's inappropriate, inappropriate. Because it's the hand coming out from the grave and they're about to go bury his little brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they have also John Carpenter's The Thing poster yep. hanging up in, in Mike's basement. Yep. You know, another thing, too, that we get from this is, like, that conspiracy theory. You know, is it the government doing something evil, or is this supernatural, or is it's this... It's very E.T. I mean, it yeah. definitely, there's a scene in this where the government is going into one of the characters' houses. Oh my god, they're, they're wearing the jumpsuits! They're wearing the jumpsuits. It's very much, it's like, it's a very E.T. You moment. know... Somebody in in the story actually gets into the laboratory, and it's kind of blocked off by the biohazard. He opens it up, and I go, don't be alarmed if you see an alien holding a pot of posies, you know. <laughs> I was like, don't be alarmed if you see that. Oh, it, 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 it just, yeah, it evoked so much of things we love from our childhood, but giving us something new. Um, All the Star Wars references, they, re- they referred to her as Yoda. Yeah, 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 exactly. By far, I think Dustin was my my favorite character. I think I saw so much of of myself uh, in in him. I love how he got, like, all excited about the levitation thing, and I was just like... So, right, yeah. (laughs) Well, the thing is, is he wants her... uh, He wants her to levitate the the Millennium Falcon. Falcon. He goes, here, do this. And then he just drops it. I'm like, no! <laughs> and then he picks it up again, and then he drops it. I'm like, no! Why but, did you remove it from the box, you fool? <laughs> but, but later on, they're all at school, and she's down. And that was, you know, this is another thing, too, that I looked at, and I kind of poked a hole. I was like, how terrible are Mike's parents? They have a girl living in their basement, and they have no idea. Worst parents ever. ever. But that was 80s parents, I told you. My summer vacation, my parents went to work. My dad worked... 80 hours a week, my mom was always at work. So my summer vacation, I would wake up at 9 in the morning my, by my friends tapping on my window and, hey, get dressed. And i get dressed, throw on my bike, and we were out from 9 in the morning until the streetlights came on until about 8 o'clock at night. And then I would get home. Until then, my family didn't see me. I mean... That was pretty much it. We were in the woods. We were playing. We were doing D&D. We were doing all of this stuff. Swimming in creeks and fishing and all of this. My parents had the no idea where was. The world was a different place then. You, it you was a lot think, safer and they yeah. didn't think things but were going to happen. But you know, the happen. mother was really watching the daughter. Yeah. She was really concerned with, with um, Mike's older sister. Yeah, you know what? It's, it's interesting now that you mention it. Yeah, m- their parents did seem a lot more focused on, on the daughter than yeah. they were on, on Mike. Probably because she was a teenager. She's at that age. She, she's at that age. you got to gotta protect uh, the, the, the virginity. You know, uh, uh, strange nerd fact, by the way. That girl who plays the sister mm-hmm. is interested in playing Squirrel Girl. Really? Yep. She said she put on her Twitter and she said, okay, who do I got to talk to to play Squirrel Girl? That's well, interesting. She's in the running with Anna Kendrick. Well, I agree, but I think she's, she's another one who, who could fit and... Everyone who's in this series shines. For me, I think I don't know who the actress is who played L. Oh my god! Yes. I think I think she's by far. I can I can. And, and what's interesting is she has the fewest lines in the. the but when the she whole says series. them, you listen. But not just that. Her name. She conveys Millie Bobby Brown. Millie Bobby Brown, amazing actress. Amazing actress at her age. She conveys so much with so. With so little. So what's fun for me is what they did on IMDb, see how it's, it's her actual hair, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Hold on. And then, 
we're looking uh, at. Oh, uh, this is her. So without, you know. They did a photo shoot with both her long natural hair and then, and then when they, they, they shaved it. When they cut her hair, and like I said, the one thing I loved is when when she spoke, you listened. This young lady is an amazing actress. The, the the complex emotions that she was able to portray just without words, it, it's just amazing. Um, so I really enjoyed this. If uh, if you're a fan of horror, science fiction, uh, this is even something that I would think, you know, depending on your kid's it's age. It, it's It's action. But I was going to say, because it's TV 14, it's not too gory. So right. if you have an older child, you could probably watch this with them. Now, here's the thing, too. Not, not giving anything away with the ending, mm-hmm. but how do we think... You know, obviously... Everybody's talking about this. You know they're going to try to renew it. How? Where do, oh, they, where do they go from here? So we have a couple different ideas about this. Um, Jen, why don't we start with the way that they end up? What do you What do you think they're? I kind of want them to go? do the traditional thing, continue with the storyline. Okay, um, so a true sequel, sort of continue continuation of this story. Correct. Um, kind of weird how they should do it though, because like the See, main character, she's gone and see that's kind of where i i get with this one i felt that the story ended nicely it 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 was a complete package so for me i think the next season they they should probably go in the way of um american horror story and maybe they'll use the same actors or something or whatever but tell a different story yeah 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 sort of like an anthology so Um, i could see it going both ways it's just a matter of which way they want to go I'm not really sure because I, I, like you, I could I could see them going either way with it. I, I think they did such a great job creating these very rich characters. Uh, I definitely want to go back to this world and see see those characters again. Um, but but you're right. I mean, it, it, wouldn't that be great if it just ended there, like that story ended, like in well, that way, and, and you see, have this sort of ambiguous kind of ending. what happened, yeah, because you know? yeah, yeah. it leaves you questioning. There are a couple things in it that leaves you questioning in the end, and you're like, oh well, I kind of want to see what happens with this. So I kind of yeah. want to, you know what? What do you think happened? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes those ambiguous endings to movies and things really yeah. can can make them a lot yeah. more enjoyable. But basically, what we're saying is, if you haven't had a chance to to watch this, you know, pay your ten dollars for uh, Netflix because it has gone up. It's or, ten dollars now, or get a friend's password. Yeah, sure, or that. And you need to watch this. It's only eight episodes long. Watch Stranger Things. Yep. Excellent show. Um, all right. Well, before we wrap up, I have just a couple things to talk about in uh, toy news. Oh, yeah. Um, we had San Diego uh, Comic-Con not that long ago. Oh, yeah. And a couple things got announced there that we're just I'm really, really excited about. Uh, we have new Marvel DC toys that were announced uh, I think the thing I'm most excited about was they announced uh, two things for the new Batman animated series figure line. Yes, they, one of them I want. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it, we'll, we'll talk about that first. The Batman uh, expression pack. Yes. So we have basically. You want to explain what this is, Chris? Basically, you get an actual Batman figure too. Oh, I didn't think you did. So you get a Batman figure, but now he comes with different heads, and the different heads are showing. The angry Batman face, one where he's bleeding, one where he's shocked, one where it's actually Bruce Wayne's head. And um, so you get the different ones of that. You also get three three different capes. So you get the original cape that it comes with, the normal normal cape. Mm-hmm. The next one is kind of like a dodging motion, so it's like 
swooping around in a curve like mm-hmm. a C, mm-hmm. and then the other one, which is the mo- one that I'm mostly excited about, is the full extended open cape, like he's flying through the air, the peacocking Batman. Yes, the swoosh. swoosh, if you will. It it's beautiful. Yeah, I, I was really excited about this. The, the I whole, know you ordered it, but how much did you actually pay? Uh, well, I have nothing yet because I ordered a big bad toy store, and they do uh, you don't pay until they, you don't pay until it's available. But I, I think it was probably like forty dollars. So there you I go. See, say why would like you get a figure for forty dollars? You're not just getting heads and a cape. I, I I'm not sure. We'll we'll look it up right now. If you hear some clicking, that's me typing just because I'm I'm gonna uh, look it up. But um. I'll, I'll I'll find it and then I'll I'll give you a price on it. Well, let's talk about the next thing too, which is coming out for DC animated series, and that is we get a Superman Lois Lane two pack done in the uh, Paul Dini style, the uh, Bruce Timm style. Excuse me. It's oh, nice. And that, uh, by the way, that Batman expression pack is thirty four ninety nine. So yeah, why would you not get a new Batman figure? Also, I don't want you taking your animated series and taking his head off and then realizing it doesn't. <laughs> Come off. Oh, crap. So, this one's nice. Um, I I am so excited for this. Ever since they first came out with a Batman animated series figure, I have been hoping that they would begin to do other figures in that style, in that scale. So you want, like, a Justice League. You want them to do Justice League Unlimited in this scale. I would love that, Chris. I would See, absolutely for me, love that. I, you know, this is the first time you actually get a Lois Lane. This is one of those figures where you're like... You don't, you're like, I don't need it, but it's kind of cool to have. No, yeah, I, I, I agree. I There are so many of, like, for example, a Mary Jane figure. Yeah. I, I would love to have a Mary Jane figure to go with a Spider-Man figure. Uh, yeah, just looking at these, uh, if they're anything like the quality we've seen with they're the other quality, yeah. uh, Batman animated series, this is going to be great. And I don't know if I would get an entire Justice League, but I de- definitely wanted to have... A, a Superman, Superman to go with with my Batman. No, agreed. Uh, so it looks like they come with different. Uh, they come with eight hand ba- attachments. Superman comes with eight different hands. Uh, looks like Lois only comes with six, but she isn't doing much. So, you know, she doesn't have to punch someone. Do they? Well, do no, they, she she's got oh, look, she's got fist hands. Well, they got the open hands of the hey, I'm falling off a building, or maybe I'm typing because oh, she's a Pulitzer Prize winning right. reporter, but she can't spell. She can't spell. That's her. That's that's her kryptonite. Yep. Is spelling. Spelling. Um, okay, so that that was some of the DC stuff. Uh, some of the Marvel stuff that I heard is uh, going to be coming out. Yeah. Too. Uh, and and Marvel Legends has just been killing it with their their figures. I'm I'm going to do some toy reviews later on their X Men and Spider Man figures, which I got there because those are those are fantastic. Um, next Spider Man wave, we're going to be getting a Green Goblin figure. We're going to be getting a UK Spider Man. UK Spider-Man, does he have, like, the derby and everything? Or? He, uh, you know, that would be cool. No, I don't think he does. I think he's got the Union Jack, actually, yeah, right. on him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's Captain Britain. He's ca- he's Captain Britain. Spider-Man. But Spider-Man. Spider-Captain Britain. He's Spider-Captain Britain. Captain Spider-Britain. Captain Spider-Britain man. Um, Britain. He's Britman. Britman. <laughs> anyway. Um, we're getting the, the jackal. We're getting a jackal figure. Now, I'm Whoever curious, thought that would happen. Now, I'm curious. I haven't seen the images. Have you seen these yet? Yeah. yeah so, yeah. I'm curious to see which jackal they're going to do, because I love the new incarnation of the No, jackal. no, no. He is old school jackal. He is like guacamole, green, cool. big ears. Nice. Uh, a jackal. Uh, we're getting symbiote Spider-Man, so another black costume another Spider-Man. One. 
up. Probably they, we'll get that. They always got to do that. I mean, that's that's everyone's favorite spider suit. Love the black spider. See, everybody Man. loves that's so cool. Everybody loves that. Not suit. not Miles Morales. I love that black Spider Man too. But this is black. The original black. Yeah. Spider Man. The Secret Wars. Secret Wars Spider Man. Um, we're getting a new Spider-Man 2099, which is cool. Which is going to uh, debut the the new costume that yeah. are in the comic books. It. Let me just say this about that: it is really hard to be a toy maker and keep up with the trends. Oh my god! They especially just, lately. I mean, think about something like the New 52. They just finished putting out. And now they got to do Rebirth. And now they got to do all the Rebirth costumes. You know what's kind of funny, though? As soon as Rebirth happened and I saw these, I was like, I can't wait for the figures. You know, because <laughs> right. a lot of them, I'm like, oh, I, I want that one. Well, you know the, the Batman Icons figure that, that yeah. you got? They're re-releasing that with the Rebirth I'm costume. Good with that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it's hard to be a toy manufacturer and a toy collector. However, they're making money on all those. Yes, oh, yeah. God, yeah. And it's so easy. That's the thing. We are such suckers because all they do is slap a new coat of paint on it. Not even. Super Street Luge Batman. And all of a sudden we're like, we gotta have it. Yeah. yeah. Oh my we're God. terrible at money handling. God, God help us. I, well, I've always said it. Nerds have much more money than they do have sense. Yeah. Um, so also in that Spider-Man line, we're getting a Kamala Khan Miss Marvel. So the that's new Miss Marvel. That's really cool. That's I, I'm, I'm thinking my definitely. There's a couple in that wave I want to pick up. Um, this I'm excited about. X-Men wave. I, especially by the artist. I don't have all of them on there, but I, I put the ones I'm most excited about. We're getting a, a Jim Lee-style Cyclops. Now, this is the X-Cyclops, right? Where he's got the X across the face, or is this the... No, man, this is 1990s X-Men. Oh, this X-Men. is the bright blue, This is the bright yellow. blue hair, fl- yeah. locks, locks of this hair flowing. This is the Fox TV show yeah, Cyclops. Oh, oh, this is... Yeah, um... I'll sh- I'll show you later the the X Men cover, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're getting a Jim Lee style Cyclops. We're getting a Colossus. We're getting a Polaris figure. Nice. And the build a figure is going to be Warlock, which is he was uh, from New Mutants. Mm-hmm. He's this very sort of I don't know how to describe him. Sort of robot looking, kind of almost cartoonish style kind of robot character. Um, we're getting Doctor Strange figures. You know, we've got Doctor Strange coming out. It is literally year. the nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're you're looking at it. You're yeah. right there. Um, we're getting uh, Doctor Strange, which is a repaint of an earlier figure that came out. We're getting a Brother Voodoo figure. Oh, nice. We're getting a Doctor Strange figure that looks like Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch. Jen, you can pick that one up. Have a little sleep with a Benedict Cumberbatch (laughs) under your pillow at night. And I Um, will tell you, though, honestly, I kind of think that they, they, lately Marvel just looks at the comic image, and they kind of do what we do. They look at the comic image, and they go, can act and would look kind of like him because, I mean, he is a spitting image of Stephen Strange from the comics. Yeah, I mean, they don't even yeah. have to change much no. in the series. No, no, it, it's it's a good time to be Marvel. I think you can and you you can get a list talent now because they have just been killing it. Oh yeah. Um, a couple other things real quick before we finish. I'm excited about. We're finally getting a Dark Hawk figure. Oh. In case you always wanted a Dark Hawk figure. Uh, okay, so does anyone else here know who Darkhawk is besides me? I honestly did not read. This is a completely lame figure, for uh, a character from the 90s, and I don't care. He was one of my favorites. I, I love love the Darkhawk, and we're getting a Darkhawk figure. Oh, okay, yeah, no, 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 I'm familiar. He was like, he, they, they tried to make him a thing, and unfortunately he wasn't a thing. He's kind of a, the best way I can describe Darkhawk. He's Hawk. a ripoff of Angel, Vulture, and basically Nova. Yeah, kind of. I mean, yeah. he, I, I'm, I see him as more as Iron Man sort of meets 
meets Batman, kind of a kind of a thing. All meets, right. meets the, I don't know, the Blue Beetle maybe because there's kind of a mystic element. Anime to fans, him. he's basically Silver Crow from Excel World. That, Thank you, Jeff. Yeah, see? Um, we're getting a yeah. Netflix Marvel figure, so we're getting a Jessica Jones figure. I. Okay, keep going. We're getting a John Bernenthal Punisher okay. figure, and we're getting a Daredevil I figure. want the Charlie Cox Daredevil. Right? There it is. Now, what's, what I'm curious about is if they're going to do a season one or a season two suit, because Daredevil suit actually upgrades. And also, are we going to get the black, you know, where he wears basically the stocking over his that head? That will probably be the variant, Chris, because the, these toy companies love to make variants. They'll be getting my money. Are they going to um, do a David Tennant uh, Purple Man? You know, it's funny you'd mention that. I didn't see anything about David Tennant as Purple Man, but one of the San Diego Comic-Con exclusives was this pack of figures called The Raft, and it's uh, The Raft is... The those, Jail. It's it's basically the jail in the Marvel yeah. Universe where they put all the supervillains. And so this pack includes several supervillains, one of which is the Purple Man. But he's not David Tennant. It's the, they're, they're the comic styles. of. A, I've seen the up-close images of them, and they're basically yeah, it the doesn't comic look, styles. It doesn't look yeah. like, like Tennant. But that, that uh, set actually includes the Abomination, the Enchantress, a character called Dread Knight, the Purple Man, Sandman, and we get a Spider-Man that comes with that figure. Uh, so a lot of really exciting things came out of San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, I'm just going to have to turn over my, my wallet uh, because it's it's just it's, there's some really cool shit coming our way. So um, anyway, that's about all the time we have for this episode. Uh, we you know we hope that uh, you have some opinions and we'd like to hear from you. So Absolutely. Email us at justusnerdspc at gmail dot com. Like us on Facebook or leave us some comments. Send us some Facebook. Uh, some yeah, send us some Facebooks. Send no. us some Facebooks. Send us some Facebooks. No. Send us your face on the book. Send us yeah. Send us your face on the book. That's really disturbing. Um, <laughs> send us some, send us some comments on SoundCloud or on the uh, on the YouTube. Uh, so on behalf of myself, Jay, this has been the Justice Nerds podcast. With me, as always, my stalwart companions Christopher and Jen, broadcasting to you from. Castle Grey Skull, and until next time, bye bye and take care. <laughs>